Hey, this is Jason. Thank you for your continued support and joining for this episode of The Business and Hustle of Asian America, where we sit down with the doers, the entrepreneurs, and the leaders in the Asian American community. For this episode, I had the opportunity to sit down and chat with the beautiful Fiona Hilario. She's a Filipino-American entrepreneur and CEO of Lay Bear. Fiona was growing the Lay Bear franchise in the Philippines and decided she was just going to pack up and move here to Los Angeles. Why, you ask? To take the Lay Bear brand global. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink and snacks, and let's enjoy this episode. But before we do, just want to thank our sponsors for tonight. JasonARealtor.com. He's your go-to agent for the Los Angeles metro area. This is if you're looking to rent, buy, sell, or invest. And second, just want to thank Lay Bear, the company. You can find out more information about Lay Bear at lay-bear.com. That's lay-bear.com. Welcome, Fiona. Welcome and thank you for taking the time to sit and chat tonight. Thank you so much for inviting me, Jason. So happy to be here. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, I know it's been a while. I think the last time uh, I saw you was probably at like a Philam Chamber of Commerce. Game yeah, event. I think right before COVID, you attended one of our events here in the Valley. Yeah, so I mean, so it's been a while, but great to see you again. It looks like you're doing well, so you can get to see that. So um, far, so good. Yes, <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're all <laughs> hanging in there, right? But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so for tonight, so the the few topic areas, Fiona, that I'd like to uh, for you to share with our audience. Um, one is, you know, your overall experience and lessons learned as an entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, as an Asian American, and specifically as a Filipino American, and then two, uh, moving to Los Angeles from the Philippines to grow Lay Bear. Um, so for starters, you know, can you just give us, the audience, a snapshot of Lay Bear? You know, what is Lay Bear, the services that you offer, and the products that you offer? Okay, so Lay Bear is hair removal that's gentle on your skin and your budget. We specialize in the use of all natural cold sugar wax jelly or what is known as sugaring hair in the United States. We're the first and the largest hair removal chain salon in the Philippines with over 125 branches. We're actually at 129 right now in the Philippines. Wow. We have two locations here, one in LA and one in Las Vegas, which is our first franchise. And we're very excited to expand the brand here in California and Nevada and hopefully the rest of the United States. We just got, you know, a little pushback because of COVID, sure. but we did have a few lined up and we were focusing on, you know, the Western states, but hopefully we'll be able to revive that by next year. Gotcha. Okay. So just uh, um, for audi the audience who's, who, who've never seen Lay Bear, so it's a mm -hmm. waxing salon. Is that what the... It is a waxing okay. salon, but if you uh, want to be really technical, what we do sure. is sugaring. So it's a sugaring, sugaring salon. So it's sure. a, a type of waxing, actually. Okay. Um, and then, so going to taking a step back, Fiona, so what is your background before starting <laughs> Lay Bear? <laughs> you know, Jason, I've done almost everything. I've done food service. I worked uh, as an, a bookkeeper. 
I did purchasing and then I did HR. So my last stint was actually an HR specialist for the VA in the Philippines. Okay. And I was with them for five and a half years right before I started labor, which was 14 years ago. So that was my last stint. And I've been an entrepreneur longer now than an employee because I was only an employee for 13 years yeah. and an entrepreneur for 14. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was about to ask you is, were you always an entrepreneur and business owner? And is this Actually, always... you know what? I'm an accidental entrepreneur because I didn't think I had that mindset growing up. I was oh. kind of, you know, you know, I wanted to take the safe path, sure. get employed and, you know, retire as an employee. Yeah. But then um, I was into removing my body hair and I was just obsessed with it. And we just saw that, <laughs> you know, potential it, yes. introducing it in the Philippines as a specialized salon and not you know the full range parlors that normally do waxing over there 14 years ago yeah. and that's how it came about so we didn't have that mindset of opening a salon it just happened because we saw the opportunity and we were basically bored with our lives i was working full-time at the u.s embassy and their va okay. and it was just a side hustle that we were trying to get into wow okay so so then going back so so how did you what was the aha moment or the what exactly how did you come up with the idea of lay bear you know because it's not it's not like you know oh i'm gonna know, open up by sugaring yeah yeah in, in the philippines right and asia yes. in general not that i mean it's popular here in the u.s uh, but yeah the, not too much in asia that time yeah. especially 14 years ago the philippines oh, yeah. was still you know very conservative um, but the aha moment happened in Bangkok. I was um, there for training, like okay. February 2006, and we went to we went to one of the girly bars, and I saw that, <laughs> that you know the ladies dancing on stage didn't have hair; they were totally you know bald down sure. there. So oh. I myself, I was already getting Brazilian waxes for maybe a couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, I saw that, you know, maybe this could work in the Philippines if it's, you know, Bangkok is three and a half hours away. Sure. Women here are bare. And I was bare and most of my friends were. Yeah. So I was, you know, thinking maybe the Philippines, Manila in particular, is yeah. ready for a waxing salon. Oh, so yeah. You know, that was February or March, I don't even remember. Yeah. And then we opened the first lay bear in June. So just four months later. Okay. And then where was that first one? In Manila? <laughs> in Manila, it's in Makati. It's actually yeah. the really ugly part of Makati. <laughs> because <laughs> where we grew up, it, yeah. it was in Palanan. And basically, that's where we grew up. It's just a familiar territory for sure. us. Yeah. And we didn't really have a big budget we actually had to borrow money i had to borrow money from my credit union yeah. and both my brother and sister had borrowed money too we just came up with two hundred thousand yeah pesos to okay. build the first late bear okay and then two hundred thousand pesos and then so for our american audience what is that what is that that's equipment four thousand bucks <laughs> four thousand dollars in 2006 yeah. and yeah. right now it would cost you about three 3.4 to 3.5 to open one location because wow. we only approve mall locations sure. and you know we have evolved a lot through time and the you're able to recoup your investment a lot faster than you know obviously when we started because we've become the household name 
and hair removal back in the Philippines. Okay, and then when you and then when you say okay, so now so you open it up for equivalent of about four thousand U.S. dollars yeah. back then. So that so the currency yes. exchange back then. So but now you're saying three point five million about 75. pesos, seventy five thousand U.S. Okay, mm-hmm. that gives yeah, that's a that gives us a, a really great perspective. Um, so even from the get go, from the start, from your first one, is you already hustling to to uh, put the money together. Yes, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was tough because as an employee, I didn't really have any savings. Oh sure. Well, I mean, I think as as, as like brand ex- accidental entrepreneurs, like you said, like yourself, it's not like you're saving up to open up a business. You know, it's all all of yeah. a sudden your aha moment kicks in, and you're like, okay, where do I get my money to <laughs> to uh-huh. set this up? Um, okay, um, and then so let's talk. You, you said. Uh, How many branches you have open in the Philippines currently? 129 in the Philippines. And 129. Okay. And then, uh, how about internationally? Are you only in the Philippines, other than the U.S.? But uh, yes, right now but, we yeah. are, but we are exploring a few countries in Asia. Actually, this was before COVID, so okay. right now we're taking a you know a break. But hopefully, again, we could get back to that by 2021. Oh, that's awesome! And then, um, so let's talk U.S. Uh, how many branches? I know you have one here in Los Angeles, and then you just said and one the, in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, that's awesome. Um, you, were you there during the opening? I no, know a lot, I, a lot I, of people. Yeah, no, I missed it. I mean, I saw it, <laughs> you know, online. A lot of people from the chamber came in, actually. That's awesome. When? So when was that? When did you? That was in that? February this year. Wow. Okay. Just right before you know the lockdown. Before the lockdown, okay, um, and we'll talk more about the lockdown, how that's affecting uh, that branch, and well, you know, overall. But uh, okay, so here's here's a question for you. Uh, you know, lay bare with 129 or 120 plus branches in the Philippines, right? So to me, I'm thinking, okay, franchise numbers wise, that's a pretty successful franchise. Uh, mm-hmm. So why the move to Los Angeles, or why the move to the U.S.? Is this to to get a larger market? Was that part of the business overall uh, strategy and goal? Um, yes. Okay. We definitely wanted to go global, and LA is our second home. I yeah. was here for like five years in the '90s, and again, it was familiar territory. And sure. at the same time, sugaring wasn't widely practiced. Yep. Here in the U.S., it's more strict. In hard wax, so okay. we saw that as an opportunity. And when we actually came in in 2012, there were only yep. three players in LA County. And right now, when you Google sugaring, you know you see sure. like 50, 100 brands already. Oh wow! Okay, uh, and then so so then going global. When you're talking going going global, is it is your strategy to uh, take? Take the open up throughout the U.S. and then expand yes. internationally. Also, or or doing this all at the same time? No, I, you know we learn from our lesson. I'm not sure how how familiar you are with our story here, but I've opened four locations total in LA, and I had to close three down. So oh, it I see. Because we opened three almost at the same time, and. Yeah. That's just the wrong strategy. You know, people don't know us here yet. Sure. So we have to do it one at a time and build one branch first before opening more. Okay. That's the learning without uh, mistake. 
Gotcha. Okay, so so that's a I mean a real good um, golden nugget for our listeners. So when you're talking about uh, you know you came here and opened up four branches right off the bat uh, to expand as you know to, to get the growth going as quick as possible. But then you found that okay maybe that was a little too fast. Yeah. What, what was the um, what was the 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 reason why you had to downsize? It was you now is it because of you realized okay it was a, a branding issue or or the or whether the branding for a sugaring salon no actually we opened those first three locations in the valley and they were just too close together I so see. instead of opening up a new market we were eating each other's market so we uh, were paying three sure. different rents and we could actually service all those clients with one location with one location centralize it okay yeah so that makes sense um all right so now i mean we're obviously you know we're all affected as entrepreneurs and business owners because of the current covid pandemic um, mm-hmm. And then uh, salons close, like hair salons. I mean, I can't even <laughs> like go get a haircut, um, you know. So, but uh, salons close and limited to services offered. Now, has this changed your business model? And what are you doing uh, to continue to continue doing business? We actually are just selling our wax online at the moment okay. because we're not allowed to do any type of service, not even outdoors. So we're just basically waiting it out. Gotcha. Now, is that affecting both your Los Angeles location and Las Vegas? No, it's just LA. Las Vegas has been um, up and running since May. Oh, wow. Okay. And then what about uh, your Philippines branches? We actually reopened all stores as of September. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. All right. Um, So now let's talk... uh, franchise uh, ownership if someone is looking you know they hear your story and they they're a customer of yours um, and they like it so if someone is looking to start a lay bear branch what is the minimum requirements to do that well financially you have to yeah. have like 150 grand to 250 depending okay. on your location and the size and depending on the construction that needs to be done. And then we're looking for people who actually believe in what we do, who believe in natural hair removal by sugaring. Sure. And with a bit of um, marketing and you know business background, it's just comes in handy. Yes. Although you don't have to be at the branch you know, all day. It's something you can do while employed elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but you have to be very familiar with your market because it's a lot of word of mouth advertising. And so, you know, you have to know a lot of people and plug a lot of people when you're starting. Sure. And then when you, when you say a hundred, about 150 to 200,000 U.S. Mm -hmm. to start up, so is that just the, the, the franchise fee initial cost or is that including? that's a full investment. That's a full, okay. Um, Not, not including the, the build out, I'm assuming of. Oh no, that's everything. That's a full investment and we're looking at about an 800 square foot space. At a, in a within an 800 square foot space okay and then so I'm, I'm assuming that you're also looking at not the, not just the financial part someone comes in uh-huh. so I have a you know a couple hundred grand I'm gonna open it up but I'm assuming you you know these have to go through some sort of approval process as a oh, yeah. as an owner right their individual uh, self so what do you look for in potential owners? Well, 
we actually, the first step is values alignment. We see that we check that we're compatible, you know, to work together. We share yeah. the same values personally. And if we could and practice the same like business um, values still. And you get to know that by doing interviews and we have, you know, a very comprehensive form. And most of the people we know are clients. I mean, yeah. who franchise the business, especially in the Philippines, that's a yeah. form that you have to be a client. So we know how many people you've referred, how many years you've been a client, what service you do, etc. So we can see if you, you're actually an advocate sure. for hair. Yeah, yeah. It would, I, I guess it would. It definitely would not make sense for someone just to get in the business of just to, if they're not. We do have one guy franchisee though. He was the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend of a, a client. I was that, that. That's what I was curious about. Is um, you know, uh, I mean, I'm a male, and obviously, <laughs> but um, you know, as not just as a. a franchise owner the or a male looking to be a franchise owner of labor but how about uh, clients customers of yours like what's the percentage that you get five percent here in the u.s and about ten percent in the philippines okay still a small number yeah um but i mean surprisingly i mean there i know like a lot of a lot of guys go get waxed you know, uh -huh. you know, especially guys who, you know, who, who go work out and, um, you know, because it, you know, part of their, uh, their look, right? When they go to the beach, yes. they want to make sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, athletes do. Yeah. Spe well, especially athletes. And I didn't realize like certain athletes, um, they, re they require it, not for yeah, swimmers uh, and runners, yeah, swimmers, runners, bikers, you know, uh -huh. just, you know, uh, for um i guess um i don't know what the word is but for Speed. To help. I, I, I guess their performance uh, yeah it's for for it's performance for some reason yeah exactly okay um so as an asian and specifically a filipina american business owner and entrepreneur uh -huh. what advice would you give to women aspiring to leave their corporate nine to five job <laughs> like um don't. start their own and then especially and then especially minority women uh -huh. like what i would say don't leave your job um i had a very hard time you know because i did leave my job yeah. so i was struggling for about three years and i didn't get paid for a good year and a half to two years oh uh, yeah so that was tough and the first sure. six months i had to work as a an english teacher to korean students at 4 a.m just to be able to make <laughs> you know, rent, you know, pay groceries and all that. And sure. that wasn't enough. Yep. So I would say since it doesn't really require you, for example, a salon to yep. be there the whole day, just, yep. you know, stick to your job and hire somebody else to, you know, do the front, but be, you know, handling marketing, you know, the business, the back end of the business, but you don't really have to quit your job if it's unstable yet. Sure. Um, we just want you to be present for a franchisee. Uh, what okay. I say is, you know, check the store every day. At the end of the day, you do the closeout, but you don't have to be there and definitely don't have to give up anything yet because it's not going to happen overnight. You know, branches take a while to build Studio City. 
Yes. Took a good two to three years to actually have that loyal following. Right now we're eight years old, so we're always fully booked. But yeah, you know, the, the first few years were tough. Oh yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's so typical of you know, oh, yeah. you know startup entrepreneurs and especially you know, here when you know people are looking for reviews all the time and you don't have a review or you get one bad review uh, so you, oh my god it's it's a nightmare because i've experienced getting uh several one star reviews in one of my locations so oh my we gosh. went down to like two and a half stars and you're in the service industry so that killed us yeah yeah and then you have to work two three times harder than that just to bring exactly. that you know um so what about the, so you, you literally packed up your bags from Philippines, <laughs> you know, and you, and you moved here yes. and, and started it up. Um, yeah. So what was that experience? I mean, especially uh, when you're talking, okay, you're starting a new um, brand in the U.S. in, in a main, in a mainstream, I'm assuming you and you, you were, you were looking um to open up to the mainstream audience or mainstream yes. customers you weren't going specifically you know it's not like you were opening no. a, a filipino restaurant no. in a filipino community right um you would just literally packed up your bags and came here and opened up what was yes. that experience like like how difficult was that or how easy and then what's the you know just the the advice you would give if someone from the philippines or other countries says i'm going to the u.s that's where the money is at <laughs> well, I was actually regretting that the other day <laughs> because I could have, you know, retired at 38 if I wanted to. My house was paid off in Manila. Oh, wow. And, you know, I had savings. I was traveling all over. Sure. Didn't have to worry about money. And then I spent all my savings coming here, gave oh. up everything. I had to give up a majority of my shares in the Philippines just to continue to finance us here because I'm running the show by myself now my partners decided yep. to divest so yeah. it's just me running the whole u.s show and you know we had to give up a lot my daughter and i had to give up a lot our first home we had to sell and you know so unless you're ready to give up your comfy life elsewhere especially if you experience the kind of success we already experienced sure it's a very hard decision yes okay um Think about it a hundred times, I would yeah. say. So that being said, are you going to continue the growth growth path of Laybear in the U.S.? Actually, I was so excited to grow prior to COVID. Yeah. But now with all the uncertainty and brick and mortar getting hit this bad. Sure. I'm now evaluating options of, you know, maybe focusing more of my energies to online like selling more products. I mean, uh, we're still gonna have stores, sure. but I'm not gonna put all my eggs in that basket anymore. It's just, you know, we're a stand at a standstill and we've accumulated so much debt, being closed for six months. Yeah. It's just, you know, hard and nobody had anticipated this. Oh, it's no. gonna take us a, a few, actually more than months to bounce back in the Philippines and here. The right. only reason we're going to bounce back sooner is because we have all that aid. We just got funded our IDLE, we got the PPP, but nice. without those, we could have easily closed shops. So I'm very grateful that we receive um, government assistance through all this. Nice. 
No, I think that that model is is similar with everyone else. You know, like you said, uh -huh. brick and mortar, whether it's retail or services, it's like okay, well, you got to now look at more on the e-commerce side. Yes. How, so, I mean, if you're looking to survive at least this wave, yeah. <laughs> you know, until people yeah, can actually you have start to be getting very out. Creative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Okay, so let's talk daily routine. You know, because studies show <laughs> that you know um, successful people tend to stick to a consistent daily habit okay. or routine. Um, so, what is yours? What is your go-to? I have a, actually a morning routine. I get up at six thirty. I drink hot water. That's the first thing I do. Okay. I exercise for thirty minutes, and then I listen to gratitude and like. I am affirmations and sure. then I walk for another 30 minutes and pray to rosary. So my day doesn't start until I do all those rituals first. Nice. And I'm very consistent, no breaks. Except for work, I, I don't work out on on Sunday. I give myself one day break, but I yep. walk every day, pray to rosary every day, yep. and I do my affirmations. Okay. So so uh, gratitude and yes. affirm affirmation. And uh -huh. then uh, prayer seems. Yes. To, and then you have, and yeah. then you, and For then you the walk. Rosary is really yeah. helpful. Yes. It calms me, makes me think <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've found that I need like a silent morning, you know, yes. just to get my head. <laughs> like I don't turn uh -huh. on the TV or don't look oh, at my, yeah. my phone yeah. and just, you know, just sit there and then go into my routine as well. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, so how about, so let's look into the future, near future or future, whether it's six months, 12 months out. Um, what projects are you currently working on that you would like the audience to know about look and look out for you? Uh, any new branch openings, whether it's in the distant future, you know, 12, pat, distant meaning past 12 months. <laughs> uh, but uh, any special projects that you'd like to share? Oh, well, we're still getting inquiries about franchising all over here, but I am actually pushing it back. I, my focus is really just to get our Studio City store back and running, hopefully in the next two to three weeks, okay. and, and just get busier on Amazon. We're already in four sites. We're on Etsy. We have our own Shopify store. We're on Amazon and Walmart, okay. and we're partnering with somebody who's going to hopefully make us more present on Amazon, but we've been doing well considering that we've only been there for three weeks. We've sold, you know, I, I it's surprising. Let me yeah. just put it that way. I didn't expect to get so much sales with three months. And you know, on Amazon, we're like number 12,000. <laughs> so I wasn't expecting to get that kind of response. It's sure. not for good, but I know a lot of sellers because I'm in a, a group for Amazon sellers. Okay. A lot would not sell for months, and we've been yeah. there three weeks, and we've had, I think, almost twenty already. So I'm proud of that. Not a big number, but it's a no, good stuff. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a good, uh, good sell. Um, I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with Amazon, you know, because they, because now you know, before they were pro um, uh, vendors and sellers. Uh -huh. And then now you can start seeing that they they're um, they have their own private label 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so now there you can I, I see. I won't be surprised if there's going to be a, an Amazon sugar wax lid. Oh, oh, if you when you hit number one, guess what? Yeah, it, yeah you'll, you'll be on their target, and oh yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. Amazon sugaring will come out. <laughs> you know, so um, so how how can the audience get in touch with you? And this is whether they'd like to know more about Laybear um, or just to get in touch with you for advice. Well, we're very, very active um, on social media, especially Instagram. We have okay. our Laybear US um, handle. Just yeah. look for us, Laybear US. And I personally, I'm very active on social media too, not okay. just for Laybear, but I do other stuff. Um, I'm at Laybear Queen B. At Laybear Queen B, gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that. Um, all right. Since moving to LA, what do you love the most about moving here? About moving here? Yeah. Everything is just more efficient, <laughs> like doing business. No, sure. really, because I did the filing for business permits back home when I was still there yeah. from, you know, opening the business and then renewing it every year. And you know how long it takes? Three yeah. to six months. Wait, Here, three, you three apply for a business permit, you line up maybe 15 minutes, and you're done. Yes. So, you know, that alone is enough for me to give up Manila as my home. Although, you know, I miss my family sure. and the food, but I really love that everything is so efficient and more transparent here in business. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, Okay, so so this since you brought up food, and this is this will be your last question, <laughs> and this is especially for our Filipino audience listening. So personally, uh, for me, is I regard adobo as the ultimate comfort food, um, and I also know that it's also it's not the healthiest of foods, you know, because. And I and I try to watch what I eat. Um, so it's it's. Well, it's, you're very slim, Jason. Don't have. <laughs> oh yeah, believe me, <laughs> I have to. Um, and so it's so it's my vice. And so whenever I celebrate a win, or uh -huh. I need a pick me up or comfort food, you know, a soul food type to soothe <laughs> to soothe my soul and my uh -huh. my belly, I tell this is what I tell myself is business first, then adobo. <laughs> you know, so it's my. You cook it or you buy it. Oh, I can, both. I mean, I mean, depending. Okay. Yeah, I. I mean, I prefer to go buy because it's just a lot more authentic than what I can. Uh -huh. You know, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try to copy it, but then it's, but uh, you know, it's there's always the different flavors. You can go to one. Is it pork or chicken that you do? Oh, I I like both. I like the. Oh, so you mix there. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like the pork because it gives it more flavor in there. Mm -hmm. Also, the chicken. Um, yeah. So for you, what is your ultimate? comfort filipino comfort food well everything i eat almost is still filipino food but my yeah. absolute favorite comfort food would be pancit bihon that's my oh. favorite i know it's somewhat chinese but sure. that's just my favorite i can eat that for breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> and i i don't get tired of eating it every day filipino yes. food i can eat every day but if you like give me chinese thai or something else i cannot eat it two consecutive days yeah. It's so weird, but Filipino food, I just don't get tired of easily. Oh yeah, yeah, same here. Um, so you, so you, so going back, so you said you missed the the food in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, so Filipino food here. Uh, what's your favorite restaurant? Here, you know, I go to Toto's Grill. <laughs> Do you know Toto's Grill? 
No. Where is that? In downtown? It has LA? the skewers because I like the fishball oh. and the barbecue on a stick, hot dog on a stick. It's here in the valley, but they have locations everywhere. So I just get my monthly fix of that. Sure. Because, you know, in the Philippines, you get that, you know, those sticks. The fishbowl is good bowl in Makati and wherever. Oh, Even yeah. Even outside the office in San Juan, <laughs> there's a vendor selling fishbowls. Here, it's more classy. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, yeah, but, so, yeah somewhat. Yeah. I, no. I love that. But, you know, you can't have that every day. No, so I... Just once a month. Oh, you're, yeah, you're definitely um, making... So that's my favorite. I don't really like sitting down. So I just take it out and just bring it home. Okay. Well, Fiona, I want to thank you. Thank you for taking the time tonight, uh, especially and on a Friday night um, and sitting and chatting and talking about your experiences as an entrepreneur, especially and then as a business owner. Um, is there any last words you would like to share for our audience? You know, the, the usual thought is that you're born to become a business person, business owner. Yes. But I didn't realize that I had it in me until I was 30. So I think like, you know, leadership is not something you're born with, but something you develop. I think being a business person, of course, there's like grit and, you know, you're willing to take risk and all that. But I think the other things about business, you can develop and you can do that faster by watching other people, how they did it, studying other people, reading. And, you know, and just observing people around you. But if you're really wanting to try, I guess the best way to do it is just start small. And again, won't advise you to quit your job. <laughs> That's the hard way. You yep. can wait, you know, because I was just so bored too. I just wanted a change. That's why I quit. Um, now my boss knows <laughs> <laughs> but that was you know, six you years know, you ago you just get to a point where you know i'm ready for a change i was at that point already but if you especially now in this times it's best to have a job and then do something on the side and once you make money there and the goal is to make three times your salary then you can give it up so that's my advice very great that's very awesome pieces of <laughs> advice yeah. that you, so, you know you don't have to go crawling back and you know <laughs> ask for your job again might as well wait until you earn more well thank you again fiona and i <laughs> wish you, you so luck much. um and then always feel free to reach out you know uh and however and then for the audience also reach out to fiona you know, come take when. Oh, I forgot to ask. So you said Studio City is where Lay Bear Studio is at. Um, yeah. You share the we're address. We're Ventura. Okay. And Laurel Grove. We're very close to Universal Studios. For people not familiar with the Valley, we're like less than ten minutes away, less than two miles away from Universal Studios on the same street, Ventura Boulevard. Okay, and then your website, so they can uh, take a look at it online, is... Uh, yes, uh, it's lay-bear.com. And yep. if you're in Vegas, since we're close here in LA, do visit us in Vegas. We're just a, a mile away from the Strip. We're on Flamingo in Maryland Crossing. That's where the okay. Target, it's the first Target off the Strip, so you won't miss it. And we have a bigger location, so yep. you'll find more comfy than our petite <laughs> Studio City location. Okay, so it sounds like you're near the university there. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It's across the university. Oh, (laughs) Oh, perfect location. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you again, Fiona. And hopefully we'll talk soon again. Yes. I'll see you after all this, Jason. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Okay. Take care. Take care. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Fiona. I hope you found this episode to be inspirational. I want to thank you again for adding me to your playlist. And if you know someone who's a doer, an entrepreneur, and leader in the Asian American community, feel free to reach out to me so we can share their story as well. Hi, my name is Gavin, and if you're looking for a real estate agent, you should check out my daddy, Jason Akoli.